All right, we are talking about a very serious topic yes. um, today, but a very uh, unfortunately necessary. Um, February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, so we, we brought in an expert to help parents navigate some of the things that you might not have even known about. We're going to get to a lot of things um, starting right after this. TV news anchors Megan Gilland and Patrice Sanders have faced major challenges in their careers as journalists. They get to work hours before the sun rises, spend their workday in front of thousands of viewers, and ask tough questions to some of the most powerful people in the community. But nothing has prepared them for their next assignment. Their little girls are going to kindergarten. In their new role, they must balance challenging careers with family duties and the new insecurities all moms face. This is TV News Moms Unfiltered. You know, you look at those little faces and dating seems so far away, um, but we are talking, this is something that you started at a young age talking about That's and right. getting ready for, even parents, preparing the parents for, for the dating stages of their life. Yeah. Parents are never ready for their kids to be dating, right? So you got to start the conversation well, no. as early as you can. And I guess we should introduce our yes. guest here this morning. This is Director of Training and Education for the House of Ruth, Maryland. We have Lisa Nitsch joining us this morning. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, it's a pleasure. We had you on the show, and you were. we had so many questions after you left. We had <laughs> yeah. to continue this on. So the Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month has been around for 10 years 10 now. 10 years now because there became a need for that, which is the sad part of what, what, what are we seeing? That's right. We know that one in three teens is going to experience sexual assault or serious violence within their relationship. It's pretty alarming. One in three. One in three, yeah. It's when everybody's testing boundaries. And so even when people are sometimes causing unintentional harm, um, this is a very dangerous time. 12 to 19 is a really dangerous time for dating violence. When you so, said 12, 12 yeah, yeah. seems young. Yeah. I, I have nieces that are that to their age. And Parents don't like to think about it. The average age of the first relationship in the United States is 13. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> that seems so young. But again, yeah. you don't want to hinder them too. You know, having a boyfriend, girlfriend is healthy and exciting and it's a good time in their life. That's right. What you want to be prepared. Right. So in that, in this era, what, what should we be doing as parents? Uh, allowing them to live, but also making sure yeah. that we're being cautious and looking for signs yeah. of something wrong. You know, I try and tell everybody, it's ages and stages. What is age appropriate for the stage that your child's in right now? For very, very young children, we're talking about healthy friendships and boundaries, and is the world a safe space? Who mm -hmm. can you trust and who's maybe not so trustworthy? Right. Do your friends make you feel good about yourself? Do your friends make you feel bad about yourself? When we start talking about dating then, it's different. It's about sort of, does somebody respect your boundaries? Then can you establish yourself as an independent person while also having this relationship. It is absolutely age appropriate for teenagers to keep secrets from us and from their parents. Mm -hmm. You know, they are trying to become independent and navigate the world on their own. And so I always tell folks, if, you're, if you've got a teenager at home, the trick is really you want to equip them with the tools to make the right decisions when you're not in the room because they're not necessarily going to come to you. They're going to be more likely to use their peers. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they could be a good friend to somebody who might be victimized or even somebody who's causing harm or they know how to make the right decisions when you're not there. So when we're talking about the situations that they find themselves in, elaborate a little bit more on that without completely freaking us out. Yeah, but, I don't um, want to scare. <laughs> but but what are we? I mean, so know. these are what what are we? What exactly are we talking about? Yeah, we're we're talking about everything from it begins with, um, you know, I told you I had practice, and and you've texted me five times today, or mm -hmm. you're telling me you don't want me to hang out with my friend because you right. don't like her very much, but she's an important friendship to me. It's those kinds of boundary setting. Is can somebody respect your boundaries and you as an individual person and still maintain this relationship in a healthy way? Mm -hmm. I always tell folks, do you feel respected and do you feel 
feel safe to disagree. That's important too. So that's a big one. And how do you know? We, we talked about oftentimes teenagers aren't telling us exactly what's going on in their yeah. life, especially when it comes to personal things like that. How do we know if it's a healthy relationship or not? Yeah, make sure that everybody's having the conversation. Talk to your children's coaches and teachers. Are, are, are there schools talking about yeah. Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month? Are the coaches talking about it at practice? Other adults are also going to be a resource for a teen in particular. They're less likely to go to their primary parent. You're actually mm -hmm. better equipped to be a resource to your teen's best friend than you are yeah. to your own child. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I can too. So what do you do? Um, I, I, I think back to when I was in college and, and we were talking before we got started how I, I didn't call home every day. I, I was very much independent and, and feeling mm -hmm. it all out for myself. But um, so if, if you see maybe there was an instance that this just brought to mind. Um, I was not involved in any kind of violence, but mm -hmm. I saw, we yeah. saw an act of that. And it was, it was difficult to try to step into that situation because I don't think we felt safe yeah. either. And, but it, it, was, it was traumatic to mm -hmm. see this, this happening. So if, if you're the friend, if you know um, something is going on, something's not right mm -hmm. with your friend, they haven't told their parents, no one else knows, what do you do? Yeah, just remember abusive partners aren't all bad all the time mm -hmm. and so we tend to want to attack the person who's doing harm. Tell them what a terrible person they are and they're a terrible partner when in fact we're better off keeping the focus on our friend and what we want for them. To say, you know, I think you deserve to feel respected and that didn't feel very respectful to me or, or I think you should feel safe and I want you to feel safe. Tell me how I can help you. Is there any way that I can be helpful? Let the person lead. Um, you know, teens, you tell them to end a relationship, they're going to run off and get married, right? Oh, right. <laughs> they're going to do just the opposite. That's interesting. So it's important that you got to let them lead and rem remind them that just saying something mm -hmm. is an action. You've done, you've helped. Even if they might not take your help in that moment, they're more likely to come to you a week or two or maybe later down the line when they realize they really are in trouble and need your support. Even if, even if it's something that you see that's physical right then, still let them Well, lead. teens, we say, make sure you're telling an adult that you trust. It doesn't have to be your parent. You, tell an yeah. adult that you trust if it's physical. If it has gotten physical, it, there's a really, really good chance that there's lots of emotional stuff leading up to that. Going into it, yeah. Absolutely. We, I, when I was thinking back to the incident in college, we were looking out of our dorm window and we saw a guy manhandling the girl and, and um, but she, and we called the campus police and, and uh, we clearly saw what was going on and there, he was being very, you know, physical with her and the police came, but she got in the car with yeah, him. Yeah, and, and that's and really confusing, away. right? When and victims so, don't take uh, our help, that's incredibly confusing. But for all kinds of reasons. they've got to do that on reasons, their own. That's they right. do. Leads they to that do. Part. Yeah, and it's, it can be confusing for the person trying to be helpful to say, well, oh, she went, she left with him anyway, even though I tried to do something and they think they weren't infect, uh, effective. But really, you've sent that person a message. You've sent, that, sent a, a message to that victim that says, what's happening to you is not okay. Mm -hmm. Help is available. For all kinds of really good safety reasons, she may have assessed in that moment it is safer for me to just get in this car right now than to try to leave. And we, okay. you know, victims are often put in really challenging conversation uh, situations where they have to decide not necessarily the safest choice, but mm -hmm. the safer choice. Right. And sometimes that means enduring a certain amount of abuse in order to get to a safer option later down the road. Well, we're wow. putting so much emphasis and asking so many questions about the person in this situation who's being abused. So what do we need to know about the person who's on the other end of it or the, the, the help that they need or the way the parents should be raising That's right. the other kids? Side. Yeah, yeah. it's sure not the victim parents. that has a responsibility to change, right? It's right. the abusive partner that has a responsibility to change. And they can, and they're absolutely able to. And we know that counseling works. 
We know there are programs that can help. You know, just like people say to victims, you know, House of Ruth Maryland can help. I think what's happening here is a problem. I want people to say the same thing to abusive partners. Yes. What's, what's happening here makes me feel uncomfortable. I know a place that can give you some help. And it's anonymous. If they call House of Ruth, and many of those Absolutely. places are, you can call, no one knows. That's right. Reach that's, out to someone. Let's try and get them some support they need before maybe we need to get the criminal legal system involved. As parents, you know, that, that that's kind of something that's happening when they're teenagers. Is there anything as you're raising them that we can be saying to instill, number one, that they are not abusive in their relationships, or number two, knowing that that's not okay? Like, what are little things that we should be saying? Yeah, we never excuse any harm, right? No one deserves to be abused. And when somebody, you see somebody is harmed, we don't make excuses for it. We don't talk about what, what maybe they have done to deserve it. If you just kind of stay true to the fact no one deserves to be harmed by the person that's supposed to love them, you're going to be fine. Keep that message consistent in the home. You were um, you sent us some information, and and again, this is you know I, we're getting old, Megan, because I never even heard of this app. But this <laughs> seems like something very it could be very fun and innocent, yeah. and things that kids use. Something called um, Life Three Sixty. Yeah, I scared y'all with that. One. <laughs> <laughs> when you but, yeah. but then I, never I mean, about boyfriends and girlfriends yes. using that. Right. Either. So explain what that because I'm not even sure yeah. I fully understand. And what I don't want to put the blame just on Life Three Sixty. That's a really popular yeah. one. Right now. No, it's in wives social use media. It. That's right. And social husbands media. and wives use it to like if yeah. you know keep and track. And families sure use it for really okay. healthy reasons, right? Yes, people use it for really healthy reasons. Keeping yeah, track of our daughters. Snapchat does the same thing. You can yeah. share your location. It's this whole idea of staying connected when everything's yes, great and everybody's yes. on good terms. We can we can drop a pin. You can let people know of your location at all mm -hmm, times, mm -hmm. which is fine when yep. everything's good. When friendships or relationships go sour, that then turn into a, a really dangerous tracking device. Right. Right. And people don't realize you're carrying a tracking device around in your pocket for somebody right. to harass you, follow you, and bother you. So those are the kinds of things we want to make sure teens are aware of internet safety, right. technology, and safety, and how it could be used to harass and stalk and thinking about the stalking end of things yeah. you know what what is the first thing that to me I right away think of legal you know issues then you know is that jumping the gun what is the the step in a relationship to, to move forward in that and yeah. end that. Immediately call House of Ruth Maryland. I tell folks yeah. that all the time. The number one thing, stalking is really, really difficult to, to document um, and let them give you some tips, you know, save everything, document yeah. everything, um, and they can kind of put you on the, on the right set, the right direction. We have a full legal clinic that can help with these things. So definitely call our hotline if that's an issue. And we highlighted the ways that the social media is bad, but there are social, there are ways that it can be good That's right. and helpful. So yeah. let's go, let's go to some of those now. <laughs> so there's great technology. So there are apps like, you know, um, dating apps now are, are helping people leave their location, let people know where they are, that kind of thing. There are amazing mm -hmm. apps. There's one called My Plan that was created right here in Hop at Hopkins in Baltimore um, that helps people develop a safety plan that's tailored to them. You know, we always tell folks, call the hotline, call the hotline, get in touch with House of Ruth, because every case is different. This My Plan app really takes into consideration what resources and support somebody might have, and they can maybe make the safest decisions possible. There's another one called Circle of Six that's specifically for teens, which is great. If you're going out with somebody, um, you have six different options where you can drop a pin that says, I need help, come get me right now. Yeah, you I could ask them to interrupt, which some of us need that even yeah. if it's not, mm -hmm. a, it's, even if it's just a bad date, yep. right? Right. Just <laughs> yeah. Call me and interrupt and say that you need me right or send me a text and you know because I need to talk that you can let people know where you are and what you need from them in the moment amazing yeah great protections I, I like that I think I saw something one time I, I'm, I think maybe in a movie or a book I read and the the, the the kid was able to just they had they had a code for the mom so even if their friends saw their text they wouldn't know 
that they were texting because they didn't want to look lame at That's the right. party, you know. Mm -hmm. So there was a code word yep. that they could text, and the mom knew I need to come pick my child up from the, you know, from that. And you know, uh, all of that is preparation, talking about situations before you're going. That's so right. you know a situation you could be in, and you have a way to get out of it because you've planned ahead. It's yeah. not just sending them out and I always encourage, I, you know, I'm glad you brought up code words. That's one I think is great, especially when you're working with teens because yeah. they don't want to feel uncool, right. right? So I've always worked with my teens at home. I say, you know, let's do a code work. You yeah. give me that code word. That means um, I need to say no. You need to come home right now. Yes. Yeah. And then I could be the bad cop. Exactly. And <laughs> that was what that, that, that's what that was because if your friends are looking at what you're, you know, that you don't want to be seen as, oh, you're lame. You're, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so that, that, and it made, and that stuck with me. I don't know when I saw that movie. Yep. I didn't have kids at the time, but it's, yeah. it stuck with me. It's like, a great thing to do. Good. It's a great thing to do with kids. It makes sense because a lot of kids that don't want to talk to their parents, maybe as teenagers, they can still use you and know that you're there for them. That's right. right. You can set help, that, help them set yeah. that boundary. And it could be, I mean, that's probably even it feels better than my, I mean, not that it's a no questions asked, but maybe the parents are like, if you, I just know to come, we don't have to get into a lot, but yeah. I, but the parents should feel comfortable then or better at least knowing my child feels like they can, they can turn use to me, me. They can and use I me. can come Yeah, you want to be their ally when they need right. you and find cool ways for you to be able to do that in a way that, you know, peer pressure is tough at this age. Yeah. And so they want to remain cool in front of their friends, but, you know, they need to make good decisions. And so as much as you could be helpful and give them the tools to do that, again, when you're not there, how can mm -hmm. you give them the tools to make good decisions is really important this time. And that's what we talk about even, I mean, our, our five and six-year-olds, they're in they're nowhere near dating age, no. although they talk about it at this age, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to marry so-and-so. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, well, you know, I got married to such-and-such -such at recess. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna um, get divorced at the end I of this know. Day. I'm like, well, what, Maddie what do you has mean? not started that. Probably because John would be like, "What?" Oh, and Monty is, and that's what he says. And I was like, "Well, what does that mean that's that you funny. got married?" Yeah. And she said, "Oh, um, we made rings because we had indoor recess, so we made each other rings." Yeah. I'm like. Okay, kid. But um, but but the reality is, it's, it's so far away for us. But thinking about all the ways to to prepare them even now, and all the things that you're saying, make sure they know if they feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. that their feelings matter. Yeah. That that's. Yeah, and Pay make attention. sure that they have relationship role models. You know, if you have partners and you can be that relationship role model, fantastic. But maybe you're a single parent, and mm -hmm. who can you point to as a great relationship role model? Right. You know, I tell folks all the time, make it a celebrity. Make it a, you know, somebody who's famous, a famous couple mm -hmm. if you need to. But there are great, when, when you're watching movies or, or doing anything, just say, you know, that's an example of a really healthy relationship. This that's is what good. I want for you. Right. And keep, the, keep that conversation open yeah. to say, you know, I don't care who your partner is as long as they should make you feel fantastic. You it know? seems so easy and these tips are great, but then you think of the one in three that something happens and that seems terrifying. Or is this helping the awareness and talking about it? You're seeing those numbers going Absolutely. down? Absolutely. You know what, what one attorney who's worked at House of Ruth for literally decades, one of the things she said to me, she said, you know, we're seeing people reach out younger. Okay. You know, they're saying sooner, this is a problem and I need help and it's not Good. okay. So that's a that's a positive sign, even though the kind of the rates are, are still alarmingly high. Um, we're seeing people identify and say, I don't deserve this at a, at a younger and earlier stage in the that's abusive great. cycle. So that's the, the great success <coughs> we're seeing. Well, we thank you for that and yes, for the House of Ruth organizations yes. like that to be there. Call us, call us. That's what oh, we're there for. Awareness. All right, so talking. Yes, tell people how they can reach out. Yeah, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, that's H House of Ruth MD. Um, but also our website, www.hruth.org. And always, always, there's a live person ready to take your call on our 24-hour hotline. That's 410-889-RUTH, which is 410-889-7884. Don't go it alone, whether you're a friend, a family member, a teacher, if you're concerned about a young person or anyone in your life, you know, we're there to help.
Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate it.